Welcome back to our um, research podcast. My name is Kaya Johnson. I'm a public health major and I'm a sophomore. My name is Helen Hoy. I'm a chemistry major and I'm also a sophomore. Today we'll be hosting Dr. Timothy Snowden, who was my organic chemistry professor. He is an associate professor in the Department of Chemistry and Biochemistry, and he researches in medicinal chemistry and organic synthesis. Thank you for taking time to be here today, and if you would just tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, My name is Tim Snowden. I'm an associate professor of chemistry and biochemistry at the University of Alabama. Um, I grew up in Wisconsin and attended Clemson University as an undergraduate. Um, studied chemistry there, although I was originally a biochemistry major. While at Clemson, I worked as a cooperative education student at the Burroughs Welcome Pharmaceutical Company for four semesters. And uh, after my graduation with a degree in chemistry, I was hired there for a summer before I started graduate school as a a full-time research associate. Uh, I attended the University of Texas and earned my PhD with Eric Anslin in physical organic chemistry, and then did two years of postdoctoral research at the University of Pennsylvania with Gary Molander, where um, I did complex molecule synthesis and uh, what's called synthetic methodology. Um, I started at the University of Alabama in July of 2003, so I've been here almost 19 years now. What initially interested you about research? I think I think my work at Burroughs Welcome was really instrumental in that. Um, I was required to take organic chemistry the summer after my freshman year, and um, so it was slightly accelerated over other students, but I started my first co-op term at what would have been the beginning of my sophomore year. And so I really started pretty intense research very early in my in my academic career. And um, the people that I worked with there were absolutely fantastic. They had me involved in a, a lot of the, the planning stages of antiviral drug discovery. Um, I was in the seminars and many of the meetings and learned all of the techniques. And so I think for me, being involved in research was almost Uh, an integral part of being an an undergraduate in science, and it just kind of grew from there. So my path is maybe a little bit different from some Mm -hmm. others. So what made you decide to pursue a career in research? Well, I think in in academics specifically, there's this this beautiful mix of research and teaching, which can be absent from other professions. And there are advantages to both in terms of research as an academician, as long as you're working on research that could potentially be fundable, really the sky is the limit. So you can kind of go outside of of the box and and come up with problems that maybe can't be addressed or aren't being addressed in industry and and really spend time working on those. So I think there's a little bit more flexibility in the type of research that you do, and that was very appealing to me. Um, But I also enjoy teaching, and I think teaching really augments research ability because it requires the instructor to be well-versed in kind of a a broader 
uh, dimension of a particular subject. And I think for just a researcher, oftentimes you get very focused or you, you have an expertise on that particular project and everything associated with it, but maybe a, a lesser knowledge of things outside of that. Um, tying teaching in with it, you have to have a broad knowledge, maybe less focused in some areas, but I, I really think that helps to kind of um, allow you to think outside the box when you're doing your research. And so uh, becoming a, an academician was, was really perfect for me because I wanted that, that broader knowledge base, uh, the ability to teach, but also to conduct research that was very appealing to me. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about your research and how would you explain it to someone who's not in your field? Okay, so I'm, uh, I'm involved in synthetic organic chemistry. So that means that my research group tries to come up with new ways or more efficient ways to make molecules based out of carbon. Um, we are also involved in early drug discovery activities. We have collaborative partners at other universities that help us with that. Um, in, in terms of drug discovery, a major project that we're working on currently with partners at the UAB Medical School and the University of Miami Medical School involves creating a compound that's called a targeted protein degrader. And normally if you think about a drug, the purpose of a drug is to somehow moderate the function of a biomolecule associated with a disease. So often they act as inhibitors, so they kind of control or stop the activity of of that biomolecule. Our approach is a little bit different. We don't just want to stop the activity of the biomolecule. We actually want to force the host cell associated with the disease to destroy that biomolecule. And we're considering that in the context of uh, HIV treatments, so new HIV treatments, and potentially, um, if all goes perfectly, uh, something that could serve as a functional cure. What is the research accomplishment that you're most proud of? Hmm, that's, that's a good question. Um, I would say we devised reactions that are called one-carbon homologation reactions. And metaphorically, a way to think about this is imagine that you have a chain of a specific length and you have two different items on the end of that chain. And what you find is that your chain is one link too short. So what we did was came up with reactions where you can keep those two items on the end of the chain without removing them and adding a link, but being able to add a link into the middle of the chain to extend it by one unit. And so these one carbon homologation reactions allow you to do that inside an organic structure, which has functionality on both ends without uh, interrupting or affecting the functionality on either end. And that can be really helpful in uh, for example, trying to de design a product that is not commercially available, but might be one carbon, uh, there might be commercially available, commercially available material that's one carbon shorter than what you're after, or intermediate structures, maybe in a, uh, a more complicated multi-step process where materials are really expensive or not commercially available, but shorter units are, and so you can extend them by one carbon atom, and that's, that, that can be quite helpful. So. I think that was an important advance for us. What advice would you give to a student who is interested in getting involved in research, specifically undergraduate? It's, it can certainly be a, a commitment. So I would say there, in my mind, there are two important considerations for an undergraduate. The first would be, do you feel like you have blocks of time to commit? 
And I know that can be really difficult for students, especially if they're also uh, volunteering or in leadership roles, um, taking, if you're in the sciences, you're taking difficult and challenging classes and, and you certainly need time to, to keep up with those classes. But I think for, for research, you want blocks of say two or three or four consecutive hours multiple times per week. And I think with that, um, and, and the commitment to be able to conduct the research during those times, um, you can really help to make some advances and um, so, uh, en enhance the productivity within a lab. So, so I would say that's important, those dedicated blocks of time and, and the commitment to doing research in those. Um, and then, of course, finding a project that really appeals to you, because if you are going to be spending multiple hours per week in the lab um, every week. It should be something that you're interested in and, and hopefully even excited about. And uh, if that's the case, then it's much easier to commit that time. And um, also you can potentially end up with, with publications coming from it, which is a great resume builder, but also uh, a way to uh, really enhance your knowledge of that particular topic and maybe ultimately redirect your, uh, your career goals. You might initially be interested in um, a health-related profession, but maybe through doing research, you decide that you want to be a, a researcher and go on to graduate school. And um, that's really the, the best way to learn if, if that's the approach that you might want to take. How do you balance your research with your other responsibilities as a professor? It's tough. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are a lot of responsibilities. Um, Unfortunately, I don't have the chance to conduct research in the lab like I, I did years ago. Um, I kind of live vicariously through my graduate students, so I try to spend some time in the lab every day, um, at least 15 minutes, but sometimes a couple hours, depending upon my schedule, and kind of guide them through the research that they're doing. Uh, you have to do a lot of writing as a researcher, um, whether it's reviewing manuscripts or writing papers or um, writing proposals. And for me to have effective writing, I, I need blocks of time. So it's hard for me to sit down and start writing if I know that I only have 20 minutes or 30 minutes to do something between meetings or classes. Um, so I try to schedule blocks of time within the week where I can commit to um, thinking about research and writing about research. And that, that's an port, important aspect of it. Um, but we have to do troubleshooting associated with our projects on an almost daily basis. So I spend a lot of time talking with and meeting with my graduate students and my undergraduate researchers. And um, I, I make time to fit that in. And that's, I think that's an important aspect of, uh, you know, be trying to be a, a productive researcher at a, at a major research university like UA. What have you learned about your research over time? I think in, in general terms, this is something that you learn early in organic synthesis, but success is often related to the, the details of the reaction. There are so many variables that are associated with the, the overall yield of the product that's generated or the efficiency of the reaction. And paying attention to all of those details is really important, especially when you're trying a reaction for the first time to determine whether or not it's likely to work or, or not to work. Uh, because it might fail, not because the chemistry itself is um, not going to work, but rather because the materials that you're using maybe haven't been pre prepped efficiently, or 
the actions that you're taking during the operations of setting up or working up or purifying the reaction products um, maybe aren't, aren't, isn't the proper approach or the best approach to take. And so um, this, again, is something that I think scientists learn in every discipline as they go along, but um, it's something that's, I think, very difficult for undergraduate researchers in synthetic organic chemistry and also for early uh, graduate students in the field that those details are, are really important and you need to consider those for each and every reaction that you set up to allow it to have the greatest uh, chance for success. How would you convince an undergraduate student that research is worth their time? Um, I could do that anecdotally. So when I started at Clemson, I was a biochemistry major and at Clemson, chemistry and biochemistry were actually in, in different departments. And uh, I loved uh, the theory behind biochemistry, the, the classwork, but when I started at Burroughs Welcome at the beginning of my sophomore year, they had me doing biochemistry laboratory research. And it was new to me, but I, I really didn't enjoy it. I, I found what they had me doing, enzyme assays in particular, to be um, somewhat monotonous, and it, it didn't really grab me. And um, I had taken one semester of organic chemistry at that time, but after I returned from Burroughs Welcome to Clemson for the spring semester of my, my sophomore year, I took organic chemistry too, and I really liked the, the problem-solving aspect associated with that. You're kind of learning puzzle pieces, and you get to uh, figure out strategies to put those pieces together in a particular order, for instance, to, to come up with a, a viable route to a structure, and that fascinated me. And uh, Burroughs Welcome was great. So what they did when I returned for my second co-op term that following summer was had me do antiviral uh, organic synthesis. And I didn't have any experience with organic synthesis research. I'd had the courses, but, but not the research. And I found that I loved the experimental laboratory work. And had I not been involved in undergraduate research that early, I would have stayed a biochemistry major, maybe until my junior year, maybe all the way through uh, my undergraduate degree, and, and maybe never become involved in organic chemistry, which would have completely redirected my career path. And, um, you know, for better or worse, it's difficult to say, but uh, I've certainly enjoyed conduct and continue to enjoy conducting organic synthesis and, and considering drug design. And really much of that I have to say came about from my, my time at Burroughs Welcome, that early undergraduate research opportunity. Well, that's all we have for you today. So thank you for taking the time to share with us. Well, thank you for the invitation. <laughs>